Hey guys, welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. Jake, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. And today we have a special interview, one of our biggest interviews yet. We have, it's a big honor to welcome Hall of Fame kicker, Morden Anderson. Thank you so much, Morden, for taking time out of your day to come on our podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Jake. I'm Jake and Jake, I guess I should say. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So, Jake, start with the questions. Growing up in Denmark, how do you end up playing American football? So we got to go way back, probably before you guys were born. Well, I know before you were born in 1977, I was 17 years old. And I came, actually, I landed on my 17th birthday in Indianapolis as an exchange student. So that's basically a program where you go abroad for a, a year, 10 months, learn the language, learn the culture, live with an American family. And my family in Denmark actually had a, an American student from Denver, Colorado. So... He moved into my room and I came over here and joined the Baker family. They had four kids, went to a huge high school. I don't know how big your school is, but my, my school was almost 3,000 students. It was a big school. And, uh, you know, I was a soccer player. I was a gymnast. I was a team handball player. So I really had no inclination, no idea that I was going to be playing football almost the very first night I was there, they they asked me, the, the host family asked me if, if I was interested in trying. They needed a kicker on their football team, and I didn't know this sport. The ball wasn't round, you know, like soccer, so I didn't even know if I could kick it. And so a couple of days after I got there, they, they tried me out, and, I mean, the, the ball flew high. It flew far, and uh, they had themselves a new kicker, and I had found a new sport. That's literally how it happened. A couple of days after landing in America, I, I was the high school kicker. It, it literally happened that fast. So you just never know. You just never know what fate brings you. You just got to have your ears and eyes open to new opportunities, I think. And it, it was, uh, yeah, it was just an amazing beginning. Well, what was that like whole adjustment, like going from soccer to football? Was it tough or did it kind of slide through? It took a little time. I mean, it took time to figure out what Paul part of the ball you hit because uh i mean in, in soccer you don't really want to get it way up in the air you're trying to score goals you're trying to pass the ball along the ground so the focus was a lot different than soccer where in field goal kicking and kicking you want to get it high and far and fly straight so uh that took a little bit of time i figured it out eventually and looked at old video of guys kicking it um so it, it took time but you know, I had a pretty good high school year. We had a really good high school team. We were like 11 and one. And uh, we were we were balling, went all the way to state, semi-state and uh, got beat there. But otherwise, you know, I, I developed pretty quickly. Were there any kickers that you modeled your game after going from like when you were 17 years old until you made the NFL? Right off the bat, I really didn't know anybody. I didn't, I didn't really follow anybody. But then as I got into college, I started looking at other college kickers, you know, I I kind of, my career kind of followed the same path as a guy named Gary Anderson, who played for Syracuse University. He also played a lot of years for the Pittsburgh Steelers and a couple of other teams. I don't know if you guys have heard of Gary Anderson. He was the leading scorer in the league until I broke his record. And then now, of course, Adam broke my record. You remember him? Are you a Syracuse fan? Cool. Well, I definitely wasn't alive back then, but I've definitely heard of him. Gary Anderson, yeah, you can Google him a little bit. He's from South Africa, great guy and really good kicker. So I followed him a little bit. And then I followed Jan Stenerud. He's a Hall of Fame kicker who played back in the 60s, 70s, early 80s. 
Um, he was really good. He was one of the first soccer style kickers that kind of came into the NFL, actually the AFL before it was the NFL long, long time ago, even before I was around. But so it, I'm, I was mostly self-taught guys. I mean, that was, um, you know, that was kind of how, how I learned to do it by trial and error and, uh, and not being fearful of failing. And just when I missed, I kind of looked at, okay, what did I do wrong and how can I fix it? So it was a lot of trial and error and I had, you know, I had time. I had a, had four years in college and, um, and I developed pretty quickly <clears throat> and had a really good senior year in, in college, all American year. Speaking of college, you went to Michigan state. So what made you make that decision to go there? And do you think it was a tough decision? It was an easy one for me. Uh, you know, it, I was supposed to go back home after 10 months, but, uh, there was a Danish kicker named Hans Nielsen at Michigan State, and he came down and recruited me, took me took me out, and had, we had dinner, and then they put that contract in front of me right on signing day, and next thing I knew, I was a Michigan State Spartan. I figured if, if this kid from Denmark could do it, so could I. So we kind of follow, I followed in his footsteps and uh, never looked back, never regretted the move to become a Michigan State Spartan. And actually, my oldest son, Sebastian, is a junior at Michigan State right now. So we've kind of continued that legacy of Spartans in our family, which is kind of cool. In 1982, you were drafted in the fourth round by the New Orleans Saints. What was the whole draft experience like for you? And what was the feeling like when you got drafted? It was an awesome experience. I didn't know what to expect. They had, um, I was projected to go anywhere from second round to fourth round. And I ended up going third pick in the fourth round. Uh, had had not had a lot of conversation with Michigan. I uh, mean, with uh, New Orleans at all. I'd had a lot of conversation with Dallas, Pittsburgh, Chicago, the New York Football Giants, actually, but not a lot of talks with New Orleans. So I was a little surprised when they picked me. Actually, I had to look at a map and figure out where where is New Orleans? Is that in the United States? You know, <laughs> but uh, I figured that out. It was awesome. I had 13 great years there. I was living in a house with five other guys at the time in at Michigan State, and we had a big draft party with uh, lots of people coming in and out all day. This was in the infancy of ESPN. ESPN wasn't that popular back then. They had just started a couple of years earlier. And um, so it was really uh, cool to kind of see your name on television and Chris Berman, a young, very young Chris Berman, announcing that you were going to the Saints. So a pretty cool, pretty cool day. Now jumping into your first year in the NFL, what was it like hitting your first field goal? And do you like kind of remember the moment? I don't really remember my first field goal. I remember my first game winner. It was against the Bears. Uh, it didn't come until 1983, actually. My rookie year wasn't very good, guys. It was. I actually got hurt on the opening kickoff of my uh, NFL debut, uh, very start. Guy from St. Louis Cardinals. Um, was running after me and I twisted my, I was running away from him <laughs> not to get hit. My ankles got caught on the artificial turf and I got absolutely crushed. Uh, tore ligaments in my ankle. I was out for eight weeks. We also had a player strike in 82. When I came back, I was healthy. I thought maybe I was even going to get cut, but Bob Phillips, who was the head coach, stayed with me. And then in 83, I, I took my career, started taking off. I had a bunch of game winners. And like I said, the first one I had was like a 41-yarder 
against the Bears in the Superdome from like the right hash. And I just remember the the excitement and exhilaration of making and of winning the game on the last play of the game. You guys can imagine like a walk-off home run or, you know, a, a, a buzzer, buzzer beater in basketball, you know, a three or something that you just drop. That's what a field goal is like. You, you know, got 80,000 people screaming at you and then you, you just go in there, hype it. So, uh, hey, there might be the New Orleans Saints calling for you guys, Jake, you know, you know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So our next question is, you were selected to Pro Bowl seven times in your career. So what's it like playing in those games? That's an all-star game, and that's kind of relaxed and fun. And I remember Joe Montana trying to hold the ball for me and asking me not to kick his fingers because he needed him, of course, to take snaps as a quarterback. And I said, well, you got to get, get your fingers out of the way, man. So... <laughs> He did, and we made some good kicks in the Pro Bowl. It was a lot of fun. It was in Hawaii, great weather, and uh, and the best players in the league. So it, it, it was cool to hang out with Walter Payton and some of these guys, Lawrence Taylor. Um, yeah, for, we we were. I was NFC most of my, uh, you know, most of my career. I played a couple of years with Kansas City in the AFC. So most of my guys that I I knew real well were in the NFC. So that, that was uh, it was a blast and a huge honor to be selected that many times. In your NFL career, you played for five different NFL teams. What was it like getting to know like so many new teammates and coaches throughout that time? Yeah, that, I think that's probably the, the one thing I miss the most is the relationships that you get with your teammates, your coaches, and the fans. Nothing will ever substitute like sitting in a locker room before a game or after a win and even after a loss and that camaraderie and we're all pulling together and, and working and the team's more important than the individual and trying to accomplish something together as a group. Very, very cool feeling. And all the different personalities were, were really fun to, to get to know. All the lessons I learned from a lot of guys, how, how to do things and be a professional. Also, guys, some some guys, you know, how not to do it. You know, how, how really, you know, that that's not working for this guy. He's getting caught or traded, you know, and that happened too. And I think I figured it out pretty quickly. It took me a couple of years, but like I said, I had that breakout in 83, and then I really started playing consistently well for a long, long time. And I think one of the reasons I was able to play for 25 years is I always had very high standards. I really had good people and coaches around me. I was very lucky, blessed to have great health, you know, so I was never really hurt. I took care of myself. Uh, and um, yeah, and I just took my job very seriously. I was very detail oriented. And I didn't take myself too serious. Uh, I think that was important. I could laugh at myself. I. I think sometimes in the locker room, I try to keep it light. A lot of guys were so serious, you know, and you can be serious about your craft, but you can still have fun when, uh, when the game's not going on and not be all stressed out. You got to keep it loose. You know, I'm not saying you got to be the class clown, but you can be loose. You can have fun and, uh, and keep everybody kind of relaxed. So I think I, I was pretty good at doing that. So yeah, a lot of fun. So what was it like playing in big cities like New York, New Orleans, Atlanta? Awesome. I love New York when I played for the New York football giants in 2001. It was one of my favorite experiences living in 
in Jersey. I was actually up in Bergen County, lived in Upper Saddle River, uh, and then driving into East Rutherford for practice every day and playing in Giants Stadium. Awesome, awesome time. And the fans there are so fanatic and and very knowledgeable. Uh, loved it. Loved have, having a blast in New York, going to the city, the restaurants, the theaters, all of that. So, yeah, really good time. Yeah, we're Giants fans, so it's great to hear that we have... Go Big Blue, baby. Go Big Blue. It's good that we have an exciting fan base. So in 2017, you were voted into the Hall of Fame. So what was that like for you, and how much of an honor was it? Your name's going to be in Canton, Ohio for the forever. Yeah, that was an incredible experience. You know, it took me five years after I was eligible to be inducted, and I love the class. I was inducted with really good players and also a great owner in Jerry Jones down in Dallas. I know being a Giants fan, you're probably not too mm-hmm. thrilled about that, but uh, it was just an honor to be there with all my friends and family and, and to be among these great, great legends of the game who, you know, the Jim Brown and Joe Namath and and just on and on and on about some, some players that, you know, most of them, a lot of them I played against or with, but a lot I had just heard about and, and seen photos and film of. And so to meet them in flesh and blood and shake their hands and have conversations with them and wear the same gold, you know, wear a gold jacket, just like they had on and a, and a bronze bust that lasts what I'm told 40,000 years long after we're all gone. It's pretty, uh, pretty mind blowing to, to be able to stand on that stage and deliver an acceptance speech with my son presenting me and my wife and other son and all my mom and dad and brothers sitting in the stands. And it it was just a very cool experience. And I would implore anybody and encourage anybody who hasn't been to Canton, Ohio to go and, and visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's an awe-inspiring experience. It's a great family trip and uh, highly, highly recommend going there if you guys haven't been. So we're going to move on to some more rapid-fire questions a little quicker. Um, stadium to ever play in your career? Favorite stadium, Lambeau Field in Green Bay. What was like your favorite moment in your career? Probably when I broke the scoring record, I took my jersey off and handed it to Sebastian, who at the time was eight years old. They stopped the game, and I realized, wow, it happened because I had been out of football for 20 months, not being able to play, and coming back after a season where I didn't play was pretty special to be able to come back, play at a high level, and become the all-time leading scorer in the game. What is your favorite sports movie? Uh, Caddyshack, I think. It's a golf movie. I like Caddyshack. That's because I love Bill Murray and, and Rodney Dangerfield. It's an awesome movie. So I know you just mentioned golf, but what's your favorite sport besides football? Is it golf? I love golf. I love uh, actually team handball. I was very good at it. Uh, it's an Olympic sport and soccer. But I would say uh, what I do most now is playing golf and also play tennis with my wife. We play mixed doubles. So really enjoy those sports as well. You like watching them too? Uh, the major tournaments I like to watch a lot. I'd rather go out and play if the day's nice. I, I don't want to sit in front of a television for six hours and watch a guy hit a, a white ball. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to be out doing it, um, especially if the weather's good. 
What are your What were your favorite pro teams growing up to watch? <clears throat> well, I grew up watching soccer teams. My team is Liverpool in the Premier League. That's my team. Um, so yeah, that that's who I follow in soccer. I like watching a lot of Liverpool and just soccer in general. I do, and one of my good friends actually played for Manchester United for a lot of years. His name was Peter Smigel. His son, Casper Smigel, play is a goalie for Leicester City. So good friends with them, and I got some other friends. Michael Laudrup, who played for Real Madrid and Barcelona and Ajax and a lot of other teams. So got a lot of friends back home in Denmark who were professional athletes, but mostly in soccer. This one might be a little bit of a tough question, but throughout your whole career, did you have a, a favorite teammate you enjoyed working with? Well, like I said, I really enjoyed the New York football giants. I loved the Mara family. They were great ownership. You know, it was a tough year with 9-11 going on, but uh, it was uh, an amazing city, an amazing team. Wish I could have stayed there longer. But, but probably my, my favorite, obviously, is New Orleans and the Saints. Just love the city and the people there, the fans there, and I just really enjoyed growing up as a football player, as a professional with the New Orleans Saints. This is going to be our last question of this great interview with you, Morton. What's the first thing you want to do once COVID, once the, corona, the coronavirus ends? What are you looking forward to doing? Traveling, you know, going, going to see people, my friends and family in Denmark. I know my wife's looking forward to seeing her family. But just connecting with friends again on a personal level, and not through a not through a computer screen and Zoom. So just looking forward to spending time with friends and family in person. So that's gonna conclude our interview, few more. Thank you so so much for hopping on the podcast. To the listeners, please you got make, it. Please make sure to like, comment, follow us on Instagram at Switch Score. Have a great day, more, and stay safe. Peace.